0: Welcome back to another episode of Making Sense of Money, a podcast series dedicated to make financial concepts easier to understand. Last episode, we were lucky enough to have Brian Gorman on from Get Covered Illinois to tackle a notoriously difficult topic, health insurance. So if you haven't yet checked that out, go ahead and give it a listen. I am Nikki Giancola-Shanks.
1: Today, we actually have a colleague of mine, Carrie Beyer. This is not her first time on the pod. She did appear in episode 38 to talk to us about mortgages. Carrie is the director of Anti-Predatory Lending Database and Investigations, better known as APLD. Um, She will be with us on both this episode and the next episode to talk about housing. So the cost of housing has skyrocketed the past few years for both homeowners and renters, something that we talked about in episodes 36 and 37 on buying a home and renting, respectively. Many people struggle to find affordable options or to pay their monthly housing costs. There is help and programs out there that can help, and we want to shed some light on them. Today, we're going to concentrate on home ownership and resources that are available for you. Next episode, we'll address help for renters. But first,
2: Carrie, can you introduce yourself? Thank you, Andrea and Nikki, for having me today. As Nikki mentioned, I'm the director of the Anti-Predatory Lending Database, and I also handle investigations and consumer complaints for the Division of Banking. I've been with the Division of Banking for just over a year, and before that, I worked at a legal aid clinic where I represented homeowners in bankruptcies and in foreclosures.
0: Thank you so much for being here today, Carrie. To give some background on the context of our our homeownership episode today, we want to talk about some data. So, according to the US Census Bureau, the homeownership rate from 2017 to 2021 was 66.5% in Illinois specifically. The median monthly costs for homeowners that had a mortgage was $1,781 during that particular time period. So not for like the past 30 years, but just for those roughly four years, 2017 to 2021. This doesn't include all the costs associated with a house, such as home repairs and utilities. Those can vary kind of drastically. We've talked about financial emergencies in the past on different episodes. And so you can kind of get an idea from those episodes if you listen to them that that particular aspect can vary a lot. Utilities is also a concern, so if you need help with your utility bills and you live in Illinois, make sure to check out our recent episode on LIHEAP, which was episode 61. So just in short, owning a home is very expensive, so we just wanted to put that out there to give some context. But with Carrie's help today, we will talk about different programs and where you can go for help if you're struggling with some of these homeownership costs I know we spoke about mortgages previously, and we might have mentioned this, but Carrie, can you talk about what programs are available for first-time homebuyers specifically?
2: Yes, thank you, Andrea. And yes, home ownership is very expensive, as you explained, and I think that the costs are on the rise for owning a home continues to be more and more expensive. So there are various programs for first-time homebuyers and there's also some programs that can help you purchase a home that are geared toward first-time home buyers and some just geared toward anybody who's looking to buy a home. So some programs are set up so that they offer funds to help you with the down payment that you need generally need to purchase a home or to help pay for the many costs that are involved in the process of purchasing a home, which we call closing costs. So for example, the Illinois Housing Development Authority has a few different programs for home buyers which are available all across the state of Illinois. They can offer up to $10,000 in home buyer assistance funds, which can be used to cover the down payment or the closing costs that you would need to pay in order to purchase the home. The assistance funds are a loan, but in certain circumstances, the loan is forgiven or doesn't need to be repaid until you sell or refinance the home. There's also a program where you do repay the funds, but you don't have to pay interest on the funds. So there's a lot of different programs um, geared toward different people's situations that all come from the Illinois Housing Development Authority. The different programs that are available depend on your qualifications and your individual situation. Another nice thing about the Illinois Housing Development Authority's programs is they also include home buyer education courses. This is especially useful for first-time home buyers that maybe haven't been through the experience before so they can understand what to expect. Um, Throughout the process, and you know, to make educated decisions about what home to purchase and how much money to borrow, and those sorts of things. Another example of a program for first time home buyers would be Kane County. They offer a first time home buyer loan program where you can receive up to $10,000 to purchase a home. The um, $10,000, the funds are a loan, but you don't need to make payments on the loan and no interest accrues as long as you're living in your home. And there are a lot of other types of Programs. For example, some offer assistance to home buyers, but they're structured to make the monthly payments more affordable. So, for example, the city of Chicago has a home buyer program where the home buyer actually pays less than what the market, the typical market value of that property would be, so that the home buyer can borrow a lower amount of money, purchase the home, and have more affordable monthly payments. So, if you're interested in these types of programs, many counties, cities, or towns have similar programs. And you can look for these in the area where you're thinking about purchasing a home. If you're working with a loan officer to apply for a loan, I would suggest that you ask them about any specific programs they might know that are in the area that you're looking to buy a home. And just keep in mind, each program has specific requirements that you have to meet in order to qualify for the program.
1: And I just want to say too, to our listeners real quick, that we will link to the Illinois Housing Development Authority in the show notes that then you could kind of maneuver from there to learn about some of these programs.
0: I'd also like to plug in here a nonprofit resource that is available in some communities across the state of Illinois called Habitat for Humanity. I actually grew up in a Habitat for Humanity house. So my my mom bought a Habitat house and we moved in when i was 12. so that's why i like to say that i grew up there. i i moved in fairly young, but we moved, we lived in other places prior to that. and there's a lot of misinformation out there about this particular program which is designed to help very very low income families to buy homes. so each community that has a habitat for humanity house kind of acts like a franchise so there are different rules and resources, but they usually require so many volunteer hours and be in a specific low-income tax bracket to be eligible to buy a home. And they are, they're purchasing a home. They aren't given a home, which is a common (laughs) misconception for Habitat for Humanity. And so they do have a special type of mortgage. Usually the interest is usually subsidized by the nonprofit, And the term can vary depending on the cost of living for the community that that particular Habitat for Humanity program is in. So it could be paid over a 15-year term or a 30-year term, just like a regular mortgage. But I just wanted to point that out because I'm intimately aware of Habitat for Humanity and there's so much misinformation about that very valuable program.
1: Thanks, Andrea, for sharing your personal experience as well. We'll also make sure to link to Habitat for Humanity in the show notes. All right. So, Carrie, let's say you already own your own home and you're struggling to make your monthly mortgage payments. What can you do? Are there any programs
2: that help? There is. The Illinois Housing Development Authority administers a program called the Homeowner Assistance Fund. And that's for homeowners who are experiencing hardship. And the program can offer up to $60,000 in financial assistance. So it can be a substantial benefit. It can be used for things like past due mortgage payments, past due real estate taxes, homeowners insurance, condominium assessments, mobile home, lot rental, those sorts of things can, and the funds can be used to help bring you current when you're behind on those types of payments. The homeowner assistance fund also can connect homeowners with free housing counseling and free legal aid programs. And there's certain qualifications you have to meet for the program and an application process that you can begin through the Illinois Housing Development Authority's website. Also, it's important to know that some programs may only be available for a limited time or until a certain amount of funds are available until they're given out. So then the program is no longer available. So that's really something to be aware of and be important of. Is there any deadlines to apply for this program? You should check into that.
0: So this homeowner assistance fund could cover some of this, but I think when we talked about maintenance also being expensive as a home cost, emergencies can happen, like you might need a new furnace and that can cost thousands of dollars, or there might be other things that go wrong with your home. Are there any programs to help if you need these kind
2: of major repairs on your home? Yes, home repairs can be extremely expensive and absolutely necessary, like you said, with a furnace that you need for heat. There are programs available to help homeowners with repairs. And again, you know, the programs might have limited availability or resources. But to give an example, across Illinois, there's a program called Weatherization, and that provides funds to low-income homeowners to do home repairs, exactly like you're talking about. The goal of the program is to make repairs to your home that would make it more energy efficient. So, replacing an old furnace with a new furnace, replacing old windows with new windows to kind of increase overall energy efficiency of your home. The weatherization program is administered by various community action agencies across Illinois. And you would apply for the program through the community action agency that's in your area. So, if you go to the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity website, they have information on to how to find your local community action agency. And, you know, there are other programs too. Various cities and towns may have programs that can offer repair help to homeowners. I know the city of Chicago has a roof and porch repair program that's set up like a lottery. It opens up for registration from time to time. And then there's a lottery for residents to, to enter to see if they can get funds for home repairs There's also some specific home repair programs for people with disabilities who may be in need of modifications in order to stay in their homes. The Illinois Department of Human Services has a list of programs that can offer funds to help you modify your home if someone in your household has a disability. And there's, you know, some are offered from the state of Illinois, from the federal government. There's a lot of different programs out there. Some are through the Federal Housing Administration or even through the Veterans Administration Hospitals, things like that. Thanks, Carrie.
1: Again, just check show notes. I'm just gonna just keep saying that because we'll we'll try to link to to a bunch of these things. But again, like Carrie has stressed, it can vary greatly depending on where you live. So we'll definitely put the bigger links, and then you may have to drill down to your exact zip code or county to get that particular information. Then there's a topic that no one likes to talk about, which is property taxes. It is a big part of owning a home, and they may increase each year. I know that there are different types of exemptions. So can you talk about any real estate tax help that someone should know about or plan for?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And property taxes are a big expense for homeowners. So it's really important to understand how property exemptions, the tax exemptions work exemptions from property taxes are something that you can claim that might either reduce the amount of the taxes you're charged or prevent your taxes from increasing if the value of your home increases because a part of your tax that you're charged is depends on what the value of your home is. So first of all, you can start by checking your tax bill or you can look up your property taxes with your local county assessor and just find out are you receiving exemptions right now because first you can get a handle on what exemptions you are receiving, and then you can research what other exemptions you might be eligible for. And that information would also be available from your county assessor. A very useful resource for property tax exemption questions might be your local township as well. They can help you research taxes and understand what exemptions you're receiving, what additional exemptions you may be eligible for, or even help you with the application process. There's a lot of different types of exemptions I can't even cover them all, but if if you live in your home rather than renting it, then you're eligible for a homeowner exemption. And also most seniors over the age of 65 are eligible for a senior exemption. So those two are big ones that a lot of people qualify for that they might not know about. There's other types of exemptions too. For example, for persons with disabilities, returning veterans, veterans with disabilities, there's others too. Another one that is very important for seniors. If you have low income, there's a low income senior citizens assessment freeze, which is something that you have to reapply for every year because it's based on your level of income from the previous year. And the exemption helps you prevent an increase in your taxes when the value of your home increases. So if you research your property and you realize that you were eligible for a tax exemption and you didn't receive it in previous years, there's also a process that you can apply for, which is called a certificate of error. And what that means is you can apply to your county assessor with a certificate of error. You can say, you know, last year I should have got a homeowner exemption, but I didn't get a homeowner exemption. You submit the application with proof that you lived in the home, that you qualified for the exemption. Then you can actually get a refund of what, you know, whatever discount the exemption would have given you on your tax bill. And you can file these certificates of error going back four years. So it's also worth it to research. If you have you know, any exemptions that you do qualify for, but you haven't been receiving them, that process might be beneficial to you to recover some of the money that you would have been eligible for as a discount on your taxes. And finally, I wanted to mention the Senior Tax Deferral Program. This is not exactly an exemption. And one thing I want to mention is that to get information about it, you would have to go to the county collector rather than the county assessor, like the other exemptions we mentioned. So it's, it's not really an exemption, but it's a different type of program for seniors who can't afford their taxes. So if you qualify for this program, then when your taxes come due, rather than paying the taxes, the taxes are placed as a lien on your home. And interest does accrue on the taxes, but you don't have to pay them, you know you're considered current, even though you haven't paid them, then the lien just sits there for till some future date when the property is sold so if you're a senior and you don't have any way to pay your taxes, this might be a good option to look into for you, um, you have to apply for this program before March first each year that is a deadline to in order to participate. And again, you want to go to your county collector to get information about how to apply for this program.
1: I just wanted to follow up with a little anecdote myself that this past year, I was involved with the raising of our property tax rate for our local school district. And what I learned through that experience is that there are a lot of seniors who don't know that they can probably get different types of exemptions for being seniors. So whether you're listening and you are a senior or you have a loved senior in your life, I would really suggest looking into those programs because they could really help. And I think some people just think it's automatic and sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. So make sure you take a look.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie, for going over those. I didn't know anything about tax exemption for estate tax. And I think the the senior tax deferral program is very interesting because it can also impact estate planning, which people are notoriously bad at communicating about. So if you are going to take advantage of that, or you know someone who wants to take advantage of that senior tax deferral program. Maybe document it somewhere so that people aren't surprised when they go to sell your home after you know grieving your loss, and then they get surprised by the tax lien that's on your house. So we've talked about all these different programs, and and I'm sure that there is obviously a lot of variance across the state on what these programs look like. So when listeners go to research these different programs. What do you think they should keep in mind for helping to cover these costs related to homeownership so they can avoid anything related to scams or fraud?
2: Yes, that's a great point. I would say you should always be wary of anyone who's trying to charge you money to assist you with applying for any of the programs that we talked about, or even just for supplying you with information about these programs. The United States Department of Housing and Urban Development, you might hear them referred to as HUD can give you a list of approved housing counseling agencies that can assist you with this type of information about these different programs we talked about or programs that might be specific to your area. They can also help you apply for many of the programs that we discussed today. The HUD approved housing counselors are free. They can do individual sessions with you on many different types of housing issues. So if you think you could benefit from a one-on-one session with a counselor to learn more about some of the programs or just kind of figure out how to get started, what fits with your specific situation, I'd encourage you to reach out to a HUD-approved counseling agency.
1: So I just wanted to also stress about researching the different programs to avoid scams. It's always better to be leery and play on the safe side than trust somebody you may not know. Like Carrie said, it should be free in order to help you. So right away, if anybody is charging you, walk away. So Carrie, you have given us a wealth of knowledge about home ownership and where people can go if they're struggling. But do you have any final thoughts for people regarding the programs designed to help with home ownership?
2: Yeah, I think I would just emphasize that all the programs that we talked about today, they do have different criteria for who may be eligible. So many programs have an application process that requires you to submit forms, documentation, information about your income, like pay stubs, there's social security statements, um, bank statements, that sort of thing. So I would suggest that you just carefully research each program and make sure you understand what the requirements are and what the steps are in the application process, what sort of documents, what sort of forms you need to fill out to be able to submit the application. And unfortunately, many programs do have limited availability. So I would just look carefully, is, is there a deadline? Or does the program have a limitation as far as when they will be accepting applications? And finally, I'd say again, if you have doubts about what to do, reach out to the program itself or to a HUD-approved counseling agency to get some of that free assistance we talked about. Because if anyone is trying to charge you, I would be very wary of that person and seek out on your own the, the free assistance that is available for these programs.
0: Thank you so much for joining
2: us today, Carrie. Just a reminder that
0: this is part one of two regarding housing to our listeners. Carrie will be back on for our next episode to highlight help for renters and common real estate scams to look out for. So until next time, make sure you like, subscribe, and share making sense of money on Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts.